Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrew and I'm here with Peter Coghill, Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the fact that flies can find their way into a house, but they can't seem to find their way out again. So, Chris, Stay I'm with us here, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, uh, I believe you have some strong thoughts on this. Paint us a picture. Well, yeah, so it's, it's coming into uh, spring at the moment, and um, I have a large conservatory. Uh, and I've noticed, um, as a lot of people do at this stage, that um, flies seem, appear at least, to be adept um, at doing lots of things. I mean, they've, they've been around for, for uh, a long time as, um, you know, as a, as a sort of group of species. Uh, but they are definitely not very good at um, finding their way out of a conservatory or indeed, you know, a, a, a house. They never seem to find their way back to the open place. But of course, if they if they did find their way back to the open place, we wouldn't know about it because they would presumably get pretty much straight out and we wouldn't hear them bouncing against it. But nevertheless, once stuck in a house, they seem particularly poor at getting back out of the, the way they, they came. So, so what this got me thinking about was, first of all, you know, um, why is it they don't seem to be able to find their their way out uh and thinking about what they might have evolved in order to, to do so i i believe they follow a sort of pattern of random bounce once they once they come into contact with the window they then randomly go in a direction from there uh and you know in terms of thinking about what their function is and what they're trying to achieve uh in the outside world the outside place uh, they um, are obviously sort of searching for for things and trying to, uh, you know, b- bees exhibit the same uh, the same pattern when they get, you know when they get against a window, uh, and you know th- th- this approach might be very effective for finding the next flower or you know if you're a fly the next dead cat or whatever it is your dog turd you're, you're trying to look for um but um in the in the uh in the event of being stuck inside a conservatory it's not a very useful approach and so i it also started me thinking about okay so conservatories obviously they haven't evolved to deal with conservatories or or human uh, human houses and and glass um <clears throat> Uh, but you know, um, most of the time, their their approach to dealing with a collision is is a very effective one, uh, and it got me thinking about us as a species and what it might be that we are um, we have evolved to deal with, and uh, you know what modernity uh, has placed in our way. What what are the equivalents of the windows which we are now smashing our faces against uh, in a in a vain attempt to defenestrate ourselves and 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 get back to the outside outside place uh yes and what 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 are our you know what are our cognitive limitations okay nice there's at least um there's at least uh two questions there but that was set up really nicely chris i like that um so either peter or nick help chris out with some of these questions well i think i just to to partly explain why the why the flies might uh, lack this i mean they 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 are as you said a very successful species they've 
been around, I think, prob- as a genre, probably much longer than than humans. Um, uh, so they so they they found a niche where they they don't need to have complicated processing. They don't need to be able to model complicated three D spaces and develop a strategy for getting in and out of them. They and 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 part of the success comes from. As you, again, you've alluded, they, they, d- dead cats and dog turds and anything in between probably will do for a fly. So they, they don't need complicated systems for working out what the strategy is and what the optimum food is. So a random bounce approach works, twinned with very, very rapid gestation time and things so they can... They can they come to maturity within within hours or days um, means that they they don't need to they don't need complicated algorithms because they have they have volume and numbers so that, that I think that tidies up sort of why they are as they are so yeah and I, I like I, I like this uh, this idea that using the fly as an analogy to to explore what are the the, the windows that that humans butt up against uh, is an interesting one because I think that we we, we like flies have evolved to live in a world which no longer exists for most of us we we now surround ourselves with complicated systems with uh ever more complicated systems including now autonomous and uh non-human agents agents that do things and make decisions on our behalf so presumably at some point we're going to have a similar sort of cognitive uh barrier like the fly that we can no longer appreciate what's going on and no longer operate, make the right decisions, make optimum decisions to, to for ourselves or, or as us, for our species as a whole. Uh, Nick. Well, this is, I think this is the question really is whether or not we are like flies, but just more complicated. I mean, the example that sprang to mind for me is, is obesity, which, you know, but people, no one, no one voluntarily starves to death really, except for a few very select um, sort of disorders. Um, but, uh, you know, because, because we have a very sort of powerful inbuilt evolutionary um, urge to, to eat stuff when we get uh, hungry, because we evolved in a world where that was a real possibility and it was a problem we had to face all the time. And, you know, we've, we uh, will do anything we can to get hold of some food when we're hungry. Um, but we've never evolved in a situation where we have more food than we need uh, or more food than is good for us. And we've never had to evolve, um, you know, a desire to stop eating and to lose weight. Um, and, you know, this has obviously led to one of the biggest health crises of recent years is, you know, the fact that we, we're all um, eating too much. Um, very similar, I think, to a to a fly. Uh, in that, you know, we know it's bad for us. Um, you know, well, at least we do. I suppose that's different from a fly. Uh, is that we do at least know what's going on and we're able to analyse it. But you know, it doesn't stop us behaving that way and all. Uh, you know, eating too much. So, so, and that's a you know, that's an example of where we do we simply have not faced an evolutionary constraint that we've had to optimise against there. Um, and so, you know, we we are like a, a very much like a fly. Um, but I just want, I mean, to me, the the question is really, well, you know, actually, the point is, we, we realise that we are aware of that, you know, we know it's a problem, and we can engineer solutions to it. And and the question is whether or not uh, humans do have, in some sense, a sort of qualitatively different type of intelligence, which, which is capable of, um, of solving any problem, really, that there aren't really any, any sort of insurmountable windows for humans. Um, because we will always be able to work out, oh, actually, it turns out that's a window and we need to do something about it. Whereas I think the characteristic of the fly is that it's totally 
blind to the idea that there's a window. It doesn't seem to learn that, oh, hang on, you know, I've bounced into this thing 10 well, times now. I think... um, I'm going to go and sort of try somewhere else. Well, I want to say something here because uh, that was a nice summing up. But So it seems to me that so the, the similarities that the both flies and humans are living in a world which uh, in an evolutionary terms we're not necessarily equipped for, right, um, because of changes in the environment. And so, in theory, as humans, the difference between us and, and flies is we can recognise that this is the case and we can analyse it and come up with a solution. But it seems to me that the solution would have to involve some kind of, um, I don't know, automated process or, or rules or, or, or something that we don't have control of. Because actually, um, trying to modify behaviour, even if we recognise that there's something uh, wrong about that behaviour or, or less than optimal, still doesn't work so for example we all know that smoking is bad for us and yet we still do it okay um so Chris? yeah well i think there's a i think there's a difference between sort of um instinctive uh behavior um that's driven by uh a almost like a physiological like a, an addiction um or uh, something very, very uh, instinctive in us, like like appetite. Something that's driven by a, a quasi physiological um, sort of mechanism, versus things where we um, uh, where we are actually making a decision outside of that. So we have strong we have strong urges as a species based on our physical body, uh, and those are difficult for us to to overcome. But in the case of the the fly and the window it feels to me more like a sort of problem where um you know the fly isn't hitting its head against the window because it has a a desire to do so uh it is um it's following a a sort of uh, you know a pattern of thought and for for me um the equivalent is is perhaps something more like you know where are we making uh rational or where are we trying to make rational decisions that are um being clouded by irrationality that isn't derived from some drive within our our physiology um so uh, so an example of that might be something like to to me um an an analogy of the the fly in the window might be uh humans and um irrational prejudice for example uh, so where we where we may have evolved to stereotype previously because of the environment we're in, that may no longer be an effective way of um, thinking about the world we live in, and yet we yet we still do it because we're mentally um, programmed to to do so in the same way as the flies is to to hit the window. Peter. I think the I think both the problem that the fly suffers and the problem that we all suffer from our metaphorical window is one of practical computational constraints. So, if we took the fly and we upgraded his memory and plugged it into his random ra- random bump algorithm, and he could remember where he had previously randomly bumped and only tried new places, eventually he would find a way out eventually it might take a long time but eventually he would find a way out very simple uh, very simple change um 
but the, that so this this the, the, the next point about there being uh intractable problems is really is not the, 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 the next point about us being a general intelligence or not and the fly being a general intelligence or not we 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 potentially could theoretically solve any problem if you took the time constraint off and you had enough people working on stuff but there are certain practicalities that you might you might take longer to than the life of the universe in order to solve particular problems so really it's it's it, it, i think whether or not we are a general intelligence is tainted by uh the practical constraints so it might be for the, for the same in the same way for a fly the the window is an in, the, just conceptualizing a window is an intractable problem it would take much longer than the lifetime of the fly for him to be able to work out what a window is and the better better strategy to get around it than random bump for us working out the complexities of geopolitics or a fair and equitable yet profitable and max and, uh, and maximized system for global economics might be might be too big and and the, 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 beyond the scope of our sort of limited general general intelligence in which case we need we need some turn something else to try and solve that for us yeah because i mean there's no such thing as there's no such thing as just general intelligence being a thing you either have or don't i mean there is you know obviously a sliding scale and um chimpanzees have you know reasonably good general intelligence we we seem to have the best general intelligence of any animal but there's no reason to think we're in any way any kind of theoretical maximum at all and you know the fact that um you know we can build machines that defeat us in narrow domains so for example uh, i mean you know classic problem solving domains like uh playing simple computer games or playing games like chess or go uh where we can be defeated by machines um i mean i think if this doesn't it doesn't quite make sense to put it like this but you know a machine like AlphaGo um would look at a human playing go and you know if it could think would think well why are they doing that obviously stupid thing um you know which is going to lead to them losing in in 38 turns time it's it's kind of obvious to alpha go um but not to the human and and i wonder you know is is that like is that a good analogy for how we feel when we look at a fly failing to find the gap in the window um or, you know, the alternative thought is to say, well, yeah, I mean, we there is a qualitative difference and it does come down to the fact that we at least know we are able to still consider the problem and realise that it's beyond our uh, ability to solve. Whereas a fly simply doesn't have, you know, that sort of hypothesis based reasoning. They, they don't entertain hypotheses. Well, let's assume they don't you know they don't think what sort of object is this? They don't conduct a scientific kind of process. Um and yeah, so that's the question, really. I, I mean, is it the case, actually, that we have evolved in, uh, you know, to solve what looks to us like general intelligence, uh, which is what we believe we have? Are we, in fact, um, mistaken in that? You know, is it is it the case, for example, that, you know, when we do start to consider problems about um, which are outside of our evolutionary experience, like, uh, you know, how, how the world of quantum physics actually works, we just, you know, we, we suddenly don't have the tools to do it. Um, are there potential super intelligent alien species that might look at us in exactly the same way that we look at the flies? Um, we're getting close towards to the end here. Um, so, Chris, do you want to come in anything at this point? Is there something you'd like? Well, to Well, I think only only sort of reflecting on Nick's um, point about you know uh, there's there's something very 
uh, very tragic about the concept that we we know we can't do something. We've got we've got enough intelligence to realise that that trying to trying to do something is is pointless. And I, I think uh, that that to me seems um, a, a very a very tragic situation. Um, but I think there might be a whole class of problems that just working out whether or not the problem is solvable is actually an unsolvable problem. So that this this strikes at the very heart of computer science, uh, the, the P versus NP problem, whether or not uh, all problems that are P, NP are in fact P or not is a hypothesis, is a, is a question that's unanswered. That problem in itself might be an unanswerable problem. So, um, it, 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 so just being able to, in the same way that the fly has no ability to to understand the shape and form of a window, to in order then to make some sort of strategy to get around it, we have some of the problems that we look at. We just cannot, for, for for the sake of our limitations, understand the shape and form of the problem in order to realise that that problem can't be solved or that problem c- could be solved. Um, Nick? Well, actually, no. I was just going to say it's interesting. I had on my, when I was at university and and. Uh, you know, put pretentious quotes on my wall. I remember the one from Wittgenstein, which is your role in philosophy is to show the fly the way out of the fly bottle. Um, I think it is, uh, it's a powerful analogy, I think, for, for you know, fruitless, pointless th- things that you repeatedly do, even though they're wrong. Um, and it, you know, it obviously does sort of resonate. Just just round this off, um, actually, we sort of starting to go there with Nick, so there was a nice quotation about flies. Anyone got any either favorite facts that they know about flies or a favorite quote about flies we've already had one there from nick i don't know i think you're holding on to the conch which is at least reference to lord of the flies <laughs> yeah uh chris anything no the only the only fly associated uh thought i have really is about the the film the fly and and what happened to the to the chap and a particular part of his uh, anatomy um so uh so yes I'll, I'll probably leave that leave that thought out to reveal over that yeah um well all i can say is well, how does it go um we are we are to the gods as flies to wanton boys they kill us for their sport where's that from it sounds like shakespeare it is is it hamlet king lear ah i think it's gloucester who says it we just have to leave you, Chris. I, I know what the solution is. You need to knock down your conservatory to free the flies. The, yeah, well, possibly. I mean, or or get better at swatting them. Um, well, the flies, and it's a bit unfair because we've designed the house. I mean, a fly might reasonably say, you know, could you find your way out of a dog turd? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hope I'm so. Not, <laughs> well, I'm not sure you could, a sufficiently sized one, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think on that note, we'll finish. Um, gentlemen, thank you as always. I'm Fraser McGrewer. We've been here with Chris Rag, Peter Coghill, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Thank you for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. Thanks. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.